Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, where we are your weekly therapy session for anybody that sells for a living. And uh, I'm back with my good friend Mark Lampson this week. We have a really interesting topic, I think, given the time of year we're at or the time of the quarter, Mark. We're going to talk about stress. Mm-hmm. And I think there's uh, there's a lot of different types of stress. We're going to get into all of that, good stress, bad stress. But um, something that helps me relieve stress is to crack something cold and frosty on a Friday afternoon. So uh, let's get started with something. What do you have there? I can see it's a pretty can. I have a gift from a friend of mine uh, who had, they were leftovers on a little a little outing that we had. It's from a local brewery in Providence. Uh, Long Live Beer Works, Providence, Rhode Island. Mm. Uh, I was in the mood for something a little meaty uh, mm-hmm. this afternoon here. It's a double IPA hopped with Sim. Co. S-I-M-C-O-E. I don't, know, I that don't is. know what that is. Had a taste of his. It was good. And it's 8.4% ABV in a 16-ounce can. So uh, you math people out there you can know that I'll be drinking this you slowly. You are going to be sloppy. Looking forward to it. So sloppy. let's uh, see what this... Oh, oh, that, that was a little messy. Sorry. Yeah. That, a little phone in the microphone. Got that on the microphone there. Sorry. Yuck. Oh, my goodness. Well... And I want to thank you for my beer from your same friend, I assume, because it's also from Long Live Beer Works. But mine is something a little fruitier. I've got a pale ale hopped with Pink Boots Society. <laughs> uh, I don't know what even that means, but it looks fruity. Um, it's it's a hop blend, and I'm going to crack that and see uh, what I can find here. Oh, let's see. Let's pour that in there. And... That looks good. That Please n- color. Nothing says Friday afternoon than that sound. I agree. Mm. I'm loving it. That's really good. That is really good. Thank you, friend of Mark's, for bringing that wonderful beer to us. And thank you, uh, Long Live Beer Works. So today, stress, Mark. I mean, it's end of quarter, right? A couple weeks left in the quarter. People are starting to feel, uh, you know, maybe the pressure, stress of the end of quarter. Let me let me tee us up with like a definition of stress, right? Mm-hmm. Stress is a feeling of emotional or physical tension. It can come from any event or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, or nervous. Stress is your body's reaction to a challenge or demand. In short bursts, stress can be positive, such as when it helps you avoid danger or meet a deadline. And so I think, you know, let's talk about, maybe we start with the positive. When When is stress a good thing in our lives? When you're getting ready to die. That's a, that's a, stress is a good thing. Is that a starting I, point? That is a starting point. Yeah. You've yeah. heard stories of, you know, people, you know, doing superhuman feats, lifting cars off of people, swimming for hours and hours and hours and treading water. There's a fire. They're they're up and escaping and you know getting people. So, so stress is a good thing. It's a, it's a you you mentioned in your definition. It can help our body get prepared to deal with a an important heightened situation. Yep, true, very true. Um, let's let's put it in the business world. Is stress good at the end of the quarter? I mean, should we feel a little bit of stress at the end of the quarter? You know, uh, we definitely yeah we should feel some stress. We should feel some some. Uh, the need to kind of work at your best, the need to do your best. But when the stress becomes too much, you, you know, we all work differently under pressure. Some people say, I work great under pressure. Yeah, I'm just not sure if that's always sustainable. Certainly not a healthy thing. Uh, and, you know, I think a lot of the pressure and stress and the bad stress is is is, is self-inflicted. Yes, totally agree. We, I think we do put most pressure comes from within. I think it's, 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 
inappropriate to think pressure comes from outside. And so let's talk about, you know, maybe ways to, um, you know, I- I enhance or, or embrace, you know, the, the good stress and, and how we might do that in our business world. Right. It, what's good stress? You get ready to make a big presentation, go on stage, get ready for an important meeting. You yeah. feel nervous. Uh, that's okay. That's your body. It's stress. It's your body saying, pay attention, wake up, make sure everything is good. Uh, em- embrace that. You know, don't, when someone says you're nervous, yeah, yeah, I, I feel n- nervous, anxious. You want to go do a good job. It helps. So embrace that. Don't try to avoid it. There's people that sort of try to do things to sort of not think about something. Embrace it. You're in a big stage. You have a big meeting. There's something going on. It helps you prepare better. It helps your senses be on to be at your A game. And that's okay. You know, it's funny because even in our lives, when we, when we do a lot of presentations in our world and, uh, when you're when you're you know getting ready for something big, it that stress or that that I don't know if it's the right word, but fear of failure that that I'm not going to be at my best motivates you to maybe over prepare sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when you over prepare, most likely that doesn't turn out to be a bad thing. You are you are more than ready for any situation. So I think that kind of stress can be very very healthy for us. Now, you know, bad stress, pressure that we put on ourselves. You know, how do we how do we maybe avoid that or, or, or figure out ways, methods, tr- you know, tricks that might allow us to reduce that? Because I think over time that can be very unhealthy. Well, you're right. Why do we want to reduce bad stress? I mean, yeah. there's a couple of reasons. One is there are, there's plenty of research that proves stress on your body is physically bad for your health. Mm. It creates, it releases too much cortisol. It affects your weight, your mood, your actions, your behavior, just lots of things. So it's bad from a physical perspective, and it's bad because too much stress, uh, it makes you a desperate salesperson, it makes you do things, you start discounting prices, you start saying things in a way that are just show you're desperate, and it's just, it just is a bad spot to be in. And uh, candidly, I have found over the years, and some input from some other people in preparation for this, some, I wanted to share maybe four or five things that I yeah. think we can do to just avoid or, or avoid getting in stressful situations all to be, to begin with. I think, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I mean, for example, um, you know, one of the things we talked about in pr- preparation for this is that, um, your job doesn't really define you, right? Your, your, as a salesperson, your quota doesn't define you. Um, I think we both had examples in our careers where, you know, I, when I was selling copiers in the early 1990s and was 9% of my quota in September, that that was stressful. That made me think I wasn't very good at my job. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that could have been the end of my sales career. But because I gave it another two weeks and, 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 and used some of the tricks and, 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 and ideas that we're going to talk about, I was able to stick with it and have built a career in selling. And, and so I think having ways to, to deal with that are important. So tell us you know, some of the other things that you think we should avoid. What are, what are these four or five steps people can take away? Yeah, uh, well, you know, the, the big, uh, I know, I think they call it the serenity prayer. Yeah. It's written in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. but it's basically knowing the difference between what you can control and what you can't control. Yep. Um, and uh, choosing to focus on what you can control. The weather is a great example. Yeah. We're in Rhode Island. 
we fish, we use the boat. There's a lot of things that are very weather dependent. You plan a party, it's outside. Oh my God. And God forbid you plan an outdoor wedding. Mm. You want to you look at stress? Talk oh, yeah. to brides. <laughs> Talk to brides preparing for an outdoor wedding. It's stressful. Yeah. Is it going to rain? You, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So you just, you just have to avoid that. It's yeah. airplane delays. It's all those things. Yeah. In your job, it's the same thing. Yeah, uh, We actually look at Aslan. We say, hey, for every four opportunities, and just to be transparent, we say when we get four opportunities, half of those are going to go away and have nothing to do with us or sales execution. Budgets change. Companies get bought. People get fired. Yeah, Things change out of our control. So we don't set those up. That's not, that's not, that's not our deal. That's not our pressure or our stress. Right. Focus on the 50 percent that are in our control. And now you just reduce half of the stress. Yeah. So, you know, you can control what productivity step. We, we talk about, you know, something that the Tom, our CEO, says, who's been here plenty is, you know, living daily, not monthly, not quarterly, not yearly. It goes down to just breaking your business down. If you're a salesperson, you should know. Certainly, certainly at a weekly basis, but but at a daily level, what do I need to do to be successful? Whether it's a number of calls or it's a number of meetings or here's my goals, here's my two or three things for today, breaking it down to baby steps and say, yes, I made three discovery meetings happen today. Yeah. Perfect. That's a good day. And if you're doing the right things over time, good things will come. So focus on what you can control, live daily. You know, live in shorter cycles. Yeah, those are a couple. I think starting points. Yeah, those are those are great. Those are great. Um, you know, something else. Um, you know, we we kind of have have talked about is, uh, and, and you said it earlier. When when you feel stress or pressure from you know your boss or 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 yourself to make quota, you might start to do things that are not very other centered, that are not um, focused on the customer, and so. You know, at this time of year, end of second quarter, where we're really trying to, to, to make a number, we, we really want to avoid that and stay focused on leading the customer, you know, to help them answer their questions and get what they mm-hmm. need out of it. Yep. And if we do that, we're going to win more often than not, right? And so I think this idea of focusing on serving others versus uh, focusing on ourselves and our and our quota is is something we really have to avoid in these stressful times, right? Well, it's the it's the you know it's a good tactical example of changing you know of, of changing your focus, mm. what you can control versus you can't. Yeah. What you so if you just change your end game, if yeah. you just change success and definition of that uh, to serving your customer versus winning the deal. Yeah. Serving is completely within your control. Winning is not. I yeah. mean, you can argue whatever salesperson you want, but it's not completely in your control. So if you say my objective is to serve customers, you can achieve that goal hundred percent of the time and relieve stress. I mean, I had a, I had a customer call me up recently and long story short, I did a, I did a freebie a few years ago for them. I do freebies all the time. Go out and speak and do something, and and that's serving. You know, that's really that's really going to clients and doing something because it's going to help whether or not it's being paid and whether or not it's going to directly lead to a piece of business. And I did a bunch of work, and we didn't get any more business, and that was okay. But I didn't feel any stress because that wasn't my job to mm. win. It was my job to help. Yeah. And guess what? A couple years later, it comes back and says, hey, we never really did any business, but we want to do something, and now we have a deal, and now we're – 
you're going to earn our business because of something you did two years ago. Yeah. So if you have a long-term view, but you focus on this is what I can control, and and it just it just relieves all the stress. Well, and and you're in your timeline as a sales rep because you're you, you're quarterly driven or monthly driven in your quota, is does not necessitate that that's the customer's timeline, yeah. right? So, to your point of being out of your control. You know, budgets might shift, people might change, you might have to start over. Like some of that stuff is just going to happen, and to put that stress on yourself is probably misplacing it. Um, but when serving the customer at their time and, and and doing the right things to try to you know help them make a decision and you know that's best for them, uh, that's a much less stressful way to go through the sales process. So, um, any other uh, sort of ways to avoid bad pressure and bad stress? Yeah, I think in in uh, in general, and this is sales, and just in general, I'll, I'll plug a book that I read uh, not too long ago. Uh, Eat that frog. Eat that frog. Kind of hmm. weird. Brian Tracy. Everyone knows Brian Tracy. Uh, quick the quick synopsis is: Imagine every day to survive, you have to eat a frog. That would uh, not be a wouldn't wouldn't yeah. enjoy that very yeah, much. That's, no, that's and so that stinks. Yeah. Uh, but you have to eat it, and if you don't eat it, you won't survive. So yeah. you wake up in the morning, and your brain starts going. So what do you do? Do you eat the frog in little pieces? Do you wait at the end? Or do you just shut up, get up, and just jam the frog? If you get up and jam the frog, right, Yeah. what happens? All the stress goes away. You, have you done this? This is, happens at work. Yeah. We all have a frog. It's like, i got to write this proposal. Yes. And so we start to come up with all the other little things we're going to do to get ready to write the proposal. Well, I'll do it when I'm done this. And it sits, and it's on our mind, and it's on our mind. Get up, start. And most of these things, by the way, once you start eating the frog, once you start eating your frog, it, it's really not that bad. And yeah. you get it done, you start to have fun, and you finish it. And the rest of the day, you're like, God, i got so much done today, and your yeah. head is clear. So uh, it's a good read. Pick it up. And... Uh, the, the point of avoiding the stress, the ba- the pressure, is just eat your frog. Don't procrastinate. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're preparing for a meeting in a hotel room the night before. Yeah. That's stressful. And that's yeah. not your A game. You know, we use the term big rocks and, and little rocks when we when we set our goals for the quarter. And I think probably a lot of people know that analogy. Um, and and it, it, what you're describing there makes sense because you, if you hit the biggest thing early in the day, that really does set you up it for does. a successful day because you know I got the biggest thing done. Everything else I get done is going to be gravy and that's going to be awesome. If you procrastinate, the end of the day comes and you're like, oh, I still got to write that proposal. That's mm-hmm. that is stressful. That is stressful, especially if it's due the next day. <laughs> so uh, that's a good one. All right. So we've talked about avoiding bad stress. What about the invariable, uh, you know, possibility that stress just it does exist. How do we, how do we manage it? Uh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. And I know there's there's several ideas and several ways that that uh, those listening out there can probably learn from our years of experience. Yeah, we're going to have it. You know, we try to avoid it, but it comes, especially in life of a salesperson. Uh, it just something happens. You, you, uh, for me, one of the things where it hits me is I'm going to be late for a meeting. Yeah. This is this is this is. Uh, this is something that just happens. We get in the car, we have a couple hour drive, there's an accident, there's something I allowed plenty of time, but whatever happened, um, what do you do? You're stressed and there's you just are. It's just, it's just in front of you. Oh my God, if I'm late for this meeting. Uh, I'll refer to another uh, book, but more of, a, of an author that I'm a huge fan of, Dale Carnegie. Mm. And Dale wrote this red book uh, in the 30s. This is, yeah. a, this is a 1937 cop- um, yeah, 37 copyright and it's still, an, it's still, still a relevant book yeah 
uh, it's how to win friends and influence people. And there's a section in there that talks about stress. You know, when we feel, and he has a three-step process. So I'm going to share you from reading the book and a three-step process. He says, determine what the worst, whatever's stressing you, determine the worst case scenario. Step two, accept the worst case scenario. And third is focus your energy on just avoiding the worst case scenario or just improving and making it a little better. Yeah. So what's the worst case scenario? I'm driving in the car. I'm heading to a meeting. There's a presentation. It's an hour presentation to sell something. I'm late. I'm going to be late. Yeah. Or I think I'm going to be late. Or I'm stressed about it. Yeah. Sweating, speeding on the shoulder of the road, right? Risking my life, risking a ticket. What's the worst case? The worst case is I... You missed the meeting. I missed the meeting. Yeah. That's the worst that, thing that happens. That's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I missed the meeting. Yeah. So, so... Yeah. What happens? Can I accept that? I mean... I have to. Yeah. I, I have to. I mean, you know. Uh, to your point earlier, it's out of your control. You didn't plan. I mean, you planned for travel. You know, likely, likely, yeah. They, the people in the meeting have missed meetings before. They have traffic. They live yeah. here. They get it. And so then I just say, look, I'll just call and say, hey, I, I'm really late and I may miss the meeting. So we could reschedule or maybe 10 minutes late. And you know what happens? It, they say, they say, oh, my God, no problem. We're kind of running a little late anyway. A few minutes later yeah. would be better for us. And don't worry, we have time on the back end. I mean, I literally had that happen to me a couple years ago. Yeah. And so I relieved all the stress, and I just stayed focused on, you know, making time. I arrived for a, I arrived at 9.12 for a 9 o'clock meeting, and we went till 10.30. We had more than enough time. We won the deal versus sitting there and stewing and doing stupid things. So. I love I love the Dale Carnegie uh, you know methodology. That book was was excellent. I think we both read it around the same time many many years ago, um, and we can learn a lot from that. I think I do think accepting worst case scenario, first determining what it is, accepting it, and then building your battle plan from there uh, will reduce an immense amount of stress. Uh, what are some other ways? What what's another you know couple clues and hints? Yeah, there are physical. I mean, that's more of a mental sort of approach to to deal with the stress that's in your face when it was when it's unavoidable uh but then there's there's some physical approaches uh i I like to meditate whether you meditate whether you pray whatever it is just take it out of gear for a minute you know we sit here and our brain is revving and our mind is revving is brain and mind the same thing because, it really, it really kind of is. Yeah, um, I, I, I was trying to come up with a. With you're going to try to confuse people. On well, me. I'm going to try. I was trying to come up with a, <laughs> a, you know, an opposite of your mind. But yeah, at the desk, my body is not really revving right here. I wouldn't say no. so. So if you're a desk jockey, your mind is revving, but yeah. your body is pretty unrevved. It's in neutral. Exactly right. Uh, but your your brain revs and it, it doesn't shut off, and you have to stop it. For a minute and yeah. so there's lots of things you can do uh, i'll speak specifically to calm c-a-l-m calm it's an app yeah. okay yeah it's a free app yep you can pay for better versions of it but it's a good go to calm download it and and you can just set it and every day it'll give you a seven minute meditation yeah exercise yeah get out of your chair go find somewhere else to sit quietly close your eyes and just hit play and just listen to her. Just yeah. do what she says. She'll talk about your breathing. And if you really let your... And she'll say, don't worry. I know you're thinking about things right now. And don't feel guilty that you're thinking about the things. Just come back to center. Come back to, to, to breathing. And I know that sounds a little corny in yeah. some words. It, it's it's amazing. And I've done it where I've like looked at my blood pressure and my 
my pulse just for fun. It's 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 ridiculous the impact seven minutes of just stopping has. Yeah, yeah. I um I, I do something similar on I bookend the day with it, and I'm and I'm thinking maybe I need to do more in the middle of the day. Maybe we'll talk about a few ways to interrupt your day too. But at the beginning of the day, I read. I, I get up before everybody else and I and I read devotionals or you know um, you know different ways to just get my mind sort of centered mm-hmm. and at the end of the day I try to do yoga a couple times a week where it's exactly what you're talking about where you just are you, you're trying to put everything out and it's hard it's hard to just take everything out of your mind and focus on yourself or on you know your your, your body or whatever but when, the more the better you get at that I think the lower your stress rate can go you just start to really Focus on the things that are important: your health, your, your breathing, the way you, you know, the way you feel, the way you treat others. Right? I mean, stress appears in a lot of ways in our personal lives. Right? Mm-hmm. If we're stressed about quota, making quota at the end, of, that can come out in the most mm-hmm. awkward times over dinner with someone that has nothing to do with your quota, and you really want to avoid that. Trust me, as someone that's been bad at that over the years, you want to avoid taking the stress of work and putting it on your families yeah. and and your friends. So. Um, you know, having little ways to sort of meditate or read or have little, you know, podcasts that sort of help clear your mind. Uh, I know you want to, you know, even exercise, right? So even, even taking breaks during the day, um, our president went out and bought a new, uh, health plan this year and forced us to get out and, uh, walk six times a day. And, um, I want to thank him personally for that because he's sitting right across from me and he's bigger than me. Oh, it's not forcing. <laughs> it's encouraging. <laughs> But it's really been awesome. And I talked about this. I was a guest on another podcast not long ago. Um, and I said, I love when my watch goes off and says, time to move. Yeah. Because you know what? Otherwise, I don't think about it. I just keep working. I keep plowing. I keep going from meeting to meeting. I keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I never take a break. Mm-hmm. And now, six times a day at least, I take a break. And it forces me to get out and just, you know, I don't, I don't usually don't put in headphones or anything. Just... Go out yeah. in nature, clear my head, come back refreshed, and so I think getting getting out and going for a walk. Maybe maybe you. I, mean, I think you go to you know the gym during yeah, the middle well, of the day. And sometimes. to be clear about going for a walk, we're, we're not talking about the thirty minutes. You know, literally mm-hmm. the plan we have is 500 five hundred steps. Yeah, right. Five, for five, me, I know minutes. it's. I know exactly where I know that I walk out of my yeah. my office, and I know where I go. It's 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 five six minutes, and it's just everything changes. Everything gets clearer. Uh, just and you know. The five or six minutes of work time you lost, you did not lose it. You, you know, you just no. I mean, you walk out, you see, you see birds and animals and kids playing, and it just kind of recenters you. It, it sort of, you know, re- just reduces the stress. Yeah. Really. So there's that exercise, but there's also, you know, I, I'm a believer of you, you're slowing your mind down, which slows your your body down. Right. Meditating, but then there's the other way to just sort of rev it up. Go crush your body. Go exercise. Yes. Like go that. for a vigorous bike ride or go to the gym or go lift or do something intense. You know, yeah, it's during the day. You don't have hours to do it, but everybody's got 30 minutes, you know, and not every day, right? Not every right. day, but most days you have 30 minutes. And if you're in a job where weeks go by and you don't have 30 minutes, you're in a bad job. You're in, you're in a job that you, you have to learn to take 30 minutes. Sometimes Maybe it's before, maybe it's the end, maybe it's not some big lunch, but you got to go, you, 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 uh, there is, there is a, and I'm not a runner, but but there's other forms of exercise where that runner's high people talk about. It, it's there. Your endorphins get released. It gives you all this energy. You just feel better. You feel better just like the frog. You feel better because you're like, oh, I exercised. I felt good. 
Yeah. And you physically feel good for exercising. Just a bunch of things. So lots of ways to exercise. So calm your brain down, but then go rev your body up. And those are just easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people like to listen to podcasts while they're exercising, right? And so I, I think it's a great way to sort of combine maybe some additional learning, maybe some ways that you, you know, you're doing some self-improvement or maybe it's just, you know, listening to a devotional or, you know, you're listening to your sports podcast, whatever relaxes you and sort of keeps your, you know, your mind stimulated in some way while you're working out is a great way to do that. And, you know, Maybe this podcast is a... Well, I would just, uh, my closing thought was, I would, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, I would just offer that uh, this is part of what we're trying to do. We're, we're giving you tips to improve your, uh, what did you say, to master your craft. Yeah, right? master Whether your craft. Whether you're having a yeah. good week, celebrate. If you're having a tough week, you're feeling, you know, if you if you haven't embraced all the good stress and you and you haven't avoided all the, the bad stress and you just have some stress and it's a Friday afternoon, well, uh, you know... An eight point. I, I feel less stressed now that I've been drinking this eight point four percent ABV. That, I, that, I, so this is not a, a a Journal of Medicine endorsed podcast. I don't think we're not. No, that, we're not no. in that channel. Are we? No, 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 no. I no. mean, I know we talk exercise and walking and healthy, but yeah. we are a, a balanced. We try to give balanced news. Is that what we do here? We do, and and a little bit of better living through chemicals. Just yeah. a smidge. It's not. Yeah. The, it's not the well, entire alcohol thing. Alcohol is natural. It's not a chemical. I'm no, not, it's, it's water soluble. It yeah. flushes right out. It's perfect. It's all good for you. So yeah, good a good cold frosty one on a Friday afternoon uh, to to not remove your stress, but to just. Give thanks for what you have and your blessings and realize that if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably pretty lucky. Uh, you're probably you know, employed and you're a salesperson, you're providing for your family and just, just to back up and just take it all in and be thankful and realize there's so many others that are less fortunate. And uh, what you're stressed about, yeah. I have a buddy of mine uh, that says, if you have a problem that can be solved with money, yeah, he said, it's not a problem. And by the way, even if you don't have the money, so if it's whether, so, so anything related to your job, it's anything related to sales can be solved with money. The reason you want to sell more is you want to make more money. So if you just had money, it wouldn't be any pressure. Even if you don't have the money, that's not truly a problem. There's problems that can't be solved with money in life. And those are the problems that drive stress. Yeah. The, the problems we're solving here yeah. are not really problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. Just to summarize, this this whole uh, discussion's been all about stress, right? How to embrace good stress, how to avoid bad stress, and then how to manage those moments where you know stress is in, in, inevitable. And and hopefully, we've given you some some tips and some tricks that you know we've we've found to be successful over the years, and and hopefully you will too. So, thanks again for another great discussion on ales with Aslan. We'll see you next week as we uncover another great topic. Have a great week, everybody.